and boom goes the dynamite. It is Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back here for the newest episode of The Boom, one of Fight Game Media's premier AEW podcast. Kevin, we really missed you last week. FTR fired, fired Tully. It was the end of the inner circle, and you and I were split up, and I hope it never has to happen again, as great as Mike Gilbert is. Mike's great, but that was that was the worst week of my life. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> it really was like one of the most eventful dynamites in a really long time. <laughs> and and like you always have such sage wisdom when it, I feel like you're the oracle when it comes to these things. And so as we get going through through this week's AEW, I'm probably going to be asking you your take on some of those uh, many eventful things that happened last week. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I, I'll try to remember from two weeks ago. That there, feels yeah, like a month ago was, by now. Well, what what you know what? We'll get to it in a, in a time. One of the things you wanted to bring up today, and it's a really interesting topic. I'm excited mm-hmm. about is does AEW have too many stars? Yeah. And when 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 we talk about top guys, like I would like to, I would like to go through with you and see like who do you think are the top guys in AEW? I think. Moxley has to be there. Yeah. Chris Jericho has to be there. We've got to include the last two champions in Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have? Uh, I mean, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, I think, is a top guy. Yeah, that's five. Uh, Brian Danielson. See. Brian Danielson, definitely. CM Punk. CM Punk, absolutely. That's MJF. Seven. MJF, yep, that's eight. That's eight top guys right now. And we haven't uh, even come close to getting to the like the the yeah, TNT I'm just scrolling title down picture. the roster page. Now here's here's where it starts to get interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee. See, he should be a top guy, I think. Right. But but right now it feels like he's going to be slotted into that B tier right. in the TNT title picture, even though there are no secondary titles. And that's what that's what kind of that's it was watching Rampage actually that got mm-hmm. me thinking that that I wanted to talk about this week because mm-hmm. it was I'll, we'll run down some other names here. Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, Swerve. Yep. He's somebody who probably should be in that picture and maybe will be. I think Orange Cassidy's somebody you have to talk about because he has beaten. Yep. He's beaten Adam Cole. He's, he's beaten Chris Jericho multiple times. He's main evented pay-per-views before. Yeah. I think he is on the cusp there. Uh, Malachi Black. Yeah. And, and An Andrade yep. both feel like yep. they, they want them to be there. Miro. I think, yeah. But again... Like the like, I think these guys are on the cusp, and maybe, right. and it's kind of feel like they can be moved in or out. Yeah, but Miro should be. Yeah, Miro could absolutely so be up there. Our, with our absolutes right now. Yeah, and feel free. Anybody you say is an absolute, like let's move them in. Okay. We're already at eight for yeah. kind of one title. Right. Who Pretty else much. do we have? Because uh, as much as we want to, as much as Cody tried to will the TNT title into being yeah. the uh, co co ace title. Yeah. It's 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 the TV title. You if know. Cody if Cody was still here, oh, he'd we be. need to talk about. Yeah. He, he would be. I think he would be in that that picture I as think a he top would too. guy. Yeah, I think you could easily make the case that there are ten guys. Yeah, who are legit A list stars. Uh, you know, maybe maybe when you're talking like tippy top face of the company guys, you're talking about like five or six. But yeah. But uh, literally when you're talking maybe about seven who, or eight, yeah. though, because I don't know who we take out of those eight we just came up with. I don't know who you knock out of that. Maybe Adam Cole. Maybe. Maybe. 
but then, but so that's, that's kind of what, what I'm getting at is yeah, you have the, you have all these great signings coming in. I mean, they're just assembling one of the best rosters there's ever been. Yeah. But the problem is there's only so much room at the table yeah, and and you have there's just going to be a point where there there is no pleasing everyone where, um, you know Adam Cole like people will say Adam mm-hmm. Cole should be in the main event he's been the yeah. he's been the headliner of every company he's been in, you know if you count NXT as being its own universe yeah, uh, until he's gotten here why, but we're talking about him he's maybe the sixth, you know exactly biggest here. Well, you- and then We've you're bringing got, these people who are like, finally, they'll get to be their, the main eventer they should be, like a Malachi Black or a mm-hmm. Keith Lee or even a Swerve. Can uh, they even break and in? And there's just not, yeah, can they even break in? Because Keith like, Lee and Mal, and they're already getting slotted, kind of. We're on our fourth champion right now, correct? Yep. Yes. For ev- all those guys, if they were all going to get a shot, you're looking at maybe three more years to get the, the, the other four, the other three or four in there the way they do uh, champions right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not even including the guys who we think are about to get elevated like Wardlow. Right. Um, it's a, t- it's a tough situation. And I, and I hope, I don't think that situation is going to get alleviated by the addition of ROH. You know, I don't yeah, think no. any of those guys are going to ROH. I think it might be uh, Lee Moriarty's might jump back and Jay Lethal. guys like that. Jay Lethal, yeah. exactly, which will be great for them. Yeah. Also, Jeff Hardy. If Jeff Hardy was a single, like if Matt Hardy gets gets injured, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy is all of a sudden one of those guys because he's that level. Yeah, he really he was that level in WWE. Yeah. Man, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And that that's that's just kind of what I, I feel like that we know we've been talking for months about like, hey, there's a line they're going to cross where they've signed too many guys. Yeah. And it's going to be too hard yeah. to to give them all their due. And I feel like watching this week, I had I was like, you know what? I don't there. know exactly when they crossed it, but we're there. They've crossed okay. that line because Swerve, when he was in NXT and doing the mm-hmm. hit row thing, everyone was like, this is an act of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a star of the future. This guy can be a headliner, a mainstream crossover guy, even potentially. And now he's just kind of gotten brought in and he's like, Tony Nese is like, you know, <laughs> he's like doing a match with Tony Nese on Friday night. And they're even, they're even yeah. joking about how they have a long history of wrestling on Friday nights. <laughs> I am excited for Swerve and Keith versus, um, versus uh, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. I'm excited yeah. about that. But like, okay, we've talked. We talked about we talked about the top level. Right. I think there's probably even more of a logjam at the TNT title level, the B yeah. level. Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to scroll through. Andrade, uh-huh. definitely there. Um, let's see. <laughs> Clearly, Malachi Black is right there. Christian Cage, we didn't even talk about. Right. When it comes to top guys, and he's probably a B a B guy yeah. here. Um. Who else do we have? Darby Allen, clearly. Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston, that's five. Then we've got uh I mean you got Paige and Paige in there. Ethan yeah. Page. Ethan, yeah. Scorpio Sky, clearly. Um Brian Cage when he comes back, which it sounds like he will. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee, that's nine. Um Lance Archer, I think, is right there. I'm scrolling through. There's there's a lot of people to scroll through, by the way. Right. Um, 
I mean, Miro, Miro, kind of, he's right on the border there, but he's a yep. TNT champion. Yep. Um, um, Pac. Malika. Yep. Pack is there. That's 10. Powerhouse Hobbs is there. That's 11. Um, and that's, and I'm keeping out people who could be in any of these, like Penta. Right. Ricky Starks, I think, is right there. That's 12. Yeah. Um, Sammy Wardlow. Yeah. We like, you've got 20 people who could realistically at any time hold the TNT belt. And, and again, we're not throwing in your pack. I mean, your, your, yeah. your Pentas, your Trent Berettas, who I think could be put there really quickly. Right. Um, Swerve is in that. Um, <laughs> we're, that's a, that's a yeah. huge amount of people and they're not all getting that title. No. And it's, I mean, look, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's some, yeah. you know, it's, it's a great problem to have. It's a great problem to have, but it but is a problem. It's a frustration when you like one of these guys and you see them, like there's somebody out there, Kevin, mm-hmm. whose favorite wrestler is Tony Nese. And they were so hyped. It might yeah. be Tony Khan. And they were so hyped when he got signed. Right. And then you see him. They've seen him now twice. Yeah. In like four months. He's the heater for the, all the guys that come after. Yeah. Him. Yeah. We also didn't even t- hit Dustin Rhodes, who could be thrown into any situation at any time. That's true. It's yeah. You wild. could throw him on. You could put him in a match with Adam Page Wednesday. Yeah. And nobody's going to complain about it. And it will. Now I really want to see this match. It will be a yeah. great. Well, someone will complain match. because of the rankings yeah. or whatever, but yeah, but but little, but no one will complain yeah. about the match because it would be great. So, Kevin, I'm glad to have you back, and I'm really excited for for some of the things we're working on. We're going to keep it secret at the moment, but we've got it. We've got a March Patreon coming up pretty soon. Kevin and I are going to be putting it together here in the next week or two, and I hope you will check it out. For those that don't know, Fight Game Media is on Patreon. You get exclusive shows. Basically, every one of the podcasts that you get here on our free feed has a free is going to have a free once a month show. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. It's only $5 a month. You also get extended versions of Brace for Impact every week. You get the Tokyo Yoshi show, which is going to, I think, become more important as now AEW has a deal with, with DDT Wrestling, which also comes a lo- like TJP comes along with it as well that's going to be a show you're going to want to start tuning into and you can only get it on the five dollar patreon uh it's a way to support me to support kevin to support everybody here at fightgamemedia.com uh kevin before we move on let's hit the let's hit the rate the rankings this week let's see where everybody was on wednesday um i'll start off in the tag team division Right. Um, coming in at number five, we have FTR, Dax and Cash Wheeler. I'm glad to see them back in it. Like I know something's coming soon. They fired Tully Blanchard. They mm-hmm. fired him for a reason. Either something's coming up with Tully or something's about to change with them. I'm excited about it. Then we have number four, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens, Max Caster. I've been loving everything they've been uh, they've done recently, whether it's singles matches yeah. or as a tag team. And we got some other interesting news coming up about them not so much news but interesting anecdote number three private party number two the ass boys the gun club are are way up there for some reason right now um also coming out of nowhere i don't i we didn't do this last week it's alex reynolds john silver i love that they're there i don't know how they got there i know they've got a big match coming up very soon and then of course the world champions jungle boy luchasaurus kevin I don't think they're going to have these titles for a year. Who do you think? Like right now, your best guess, gun to your head. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to end up beating Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? And uh, is your answer Brian Danielson and John Moxley? 
Oh, I would love that. That would be my favorite pick. If you had asked yeah. me uh, maybe a month ago, my answer would have been the House of Black, but I just don't think it's going that way. Right. Um, and I'm going to so say many... Red Dragon is the most likely. Okay. That, that stands for reason. There's a lot of teams right there that I think are primed. Like, I would yeah. love to see Proud and Powerful. Red Dragon, for sure. I think everybody wants FTR back in the mix. But then yeah. we've got we've got Moxley and Danielson, full tag team division right now. We've got Sting and Darby Allen that appears like they're focusing on the tag team division right now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff happening at the moment in this tag division. One of my big wishes for the year, uh, it was to see Sting and Darby Allen win the tag titles and have that be sort of the crowning achievement of Sting's victory I would, lap. I would love that, he's that doing right now. Yeah, I, I would, would love, love it too. That, it's got to be the right team. Yeah, but uh, that that they beat. So there has to be something in between. You know who would be a good Boy team? Red Dragon would be a good team. For they would be a good team for that. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be terrible. There's a lot worse. And I could absolutely see Sting and Darby Allen beating Red Dragon. I could 100% see that. I could, so my my fantasy booking for all of 2022 for that would would have been House of Black uh, beating them, and then Sting and Darby Allen feuding with the House of Black. That would and, be great. And having it be like a pretty intense feud, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, Sting. This isn't about whether or not Sting wins. This is about whether or not Sting gets retired. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I think because, that's a good move. When Sting is getting ready to step away from the ring, whenever that is. Yeah. I don't know. Before we move to the women's division, um, before you pull that up, mm -hmm. we've been getting a lot of trios matches and they're calling them yes, trios matches have. and they're yes. showing trios records. And one of the things Tony Khan had previously said is he wants to hold off trios till Kenny Omega is back. And Kenny just had a couple of those last surgeries he needed. Yeah. And so we might be starting to build up some records for maybe a trios tournament later this year, which uh, I like that's really exciting. I'm super into that. I feel like we need a second belt for tag teams because there's yes. so many, mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to just be the U.S. belt or the true TV belt. Like it right. needs to be different. And I like that because there are so many right now. I like it too. I like I like belts that have different meanings. So yeah. you know, yeah. like like the pure title in ROH or yeah. something like that. And so I I think a I think a, I think a trios title is the way to go. It gives it gives to me. It also sort of helps solve the problem we were talking about earlier. Like right now, Moxley and Danielson are two people that are not in the main event picture and absolutely mm -hmm. are main event players, but they're in yeah. a main event program without even any opponents yet. Yeah, because. They're just the most exciting act in the in the show right now as a tag yeah, team. They really are. Also, one last thing on the trios division before we move on is uh, like I, I would I used to get excited for the six man tag in WCW. Mm -hmm. At the same time, knowing the only real six man team was the Freebirds, right. that you generally had three guys. And AEW is so fundamentally different in that everybody has everybody has friends. Everybody has yeah. has people who back them up. Um, like, I mean, right now, Team Taz has a killer trio. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a killer trio. And again, this would bring us to as as Sam and I talked about earlier on Bruise News. This takes us right back to something we've been talking about. And apparently Sam has been talking about on her podcast, which is the 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 legendary clearly now Cole on a pole match. That's right. <laughs> where who gets Adam Cole? It could right. be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give us that women's division. All right. 
Uh, number five is Red Velvet at five and one. Okay. And a J also at five and one. Oh, is good for four. Red Velvet. Yeah. Hey, she wins when she needs to. You know, I, I say that, but she's she's been coming in and out of that that top five for a little while now. Yeah, okay. that's, it's it, that's kind of funny. They'll have the same three or four people pop up, and someone yeah. will shoot all the way up to number one, and then yeah. Since I don't think we're going to focus uh, on it that yeah. much later. What did you think of Red Velvet's match this week? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good too, and I was pleasantly surprised that she won. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though it wasn't really about her, right? Um, but yeah, I, 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 we'll, we'll get into Statlander in a minute. Okay. Uh, it was just funny that she's not in the rankings because Layla is seven and one. Uh, and just because she just lost, right? Uh, well, who, yeah, she just lost. Uh, Serena Deeb, number two, as befitting of yep. the best wrestler in the division, six and zero, and Thunder Rosa's five and one with now six worst and one record and the champion ranked number one, I guess, because she already got yeah six and one and the champion. I wonder. And at the time these came out, Britt and Jade were the title holders. I'm one, so Britt Baker, so like Jade seven no British three and one. This loss should conceivably, if if we're if this were the UFC top five, yes, this would put Britt Baker outside of it completely. Yeah, because three and one is way worse than any other record here. End of the line, back of the line, back of the line, Britt. That's right, back of the line to the good doctor. I look um, forward to seeing her rack up the wins on dark. <laughs> I imagine they're going to come fast and fear dark, dark elevation. Hey, I wouldn't mind that. She's a great squash match wrestler. She really is. No, I would, I would enjoy seeing that because she can make a squash match entertaining because yeah. everything she does is incredibly entertaining. Okay. So now let me pull up the men here. We, uh, and again, these are, these, these were our posted Wednesday pre dynamite so right. before dynamite. Um, number five, Number five, we have Dante Martin coming in at seven and two. We've got Adam Cole at five and one coming in fourth. Number three, Sammy Guevara, eight and one. Number two, nine and one, Lance Archer. Number one, seven and one, Wardlow. I think that's really interesting with Wardlow and, and Lance Archer right there at one and two. And this is, of course, I believe before Wardlow's uh, loss to Scorpio Sky. We've got Scorpio Sky yeah. at five and oh, now six and oh. So I guess that would make Wardlow seven and two, and then Hangman Adam Page sitting pretty in the in the title spot at four and zero, oh, and an overall record of fifty sixteen and one, yeah, which is pretty dang solid. That is solid. Let me see. Yeah, hey. you know Hangman, they re- they really do protect him pretty well, even though they haven't. By the uh, way, used him enough. Yeah. By the way, Hangman is fifty sixteen and one. It has to include tag matches. I'm guessing. Yeah. Because overall, Scorpio all Sky. The Scorpio Sky is fifty-eight and sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> a better, way better record than Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, and no draws. No, none. No, no draw. Scorpio Sky. That's exactly Scorpio right. Sky, the the master of. I don't even know what to what to call him the master. I of. mean, he's he has a one year a, he's a the, one he's year the plus greatest, undefeated streak. Yeah, the most successful mid Carter in history, I guess. Easily, easily. Yeah. I think that that's a podcast in and of itself. Most successful mid Carters yeah. in history. <laughs> Maybe Barry Wyndham's on top of that. That's just a thought. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the, let's talk about what all happened this week, and let's start with the week before. We had FTR fire Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. We had Sad. essentially the end of the inner circle. Yep. What else? What, what else? Like there was so many things. All the factions blew up pretty much. All other the, than best every friends. faction, yeah, 
best friends is all that's left. What why what do you think happened with FTR and Tully Blanchard? Why do you think that move was made? Is like is it, Tully needed elsewhere? Or is it FTR needed elsewhere? Or was it just part of a way to, to completely take apart the inner uh, um the pinnacle? Well, it's funny though, because they barely mentioned they didn't mention the pinnacle in the breakup. Not really. Like they it, just the only of, person who mentioned the, the pinnacle was Wardlow saying, I'm out of the pinnacle later in the later in the show. Right. But the but they didn't he was kind of the samey in that situation, but they, right. but they never, but FTR never declared they were out of it. And that's true. And, and but it, they were, they were part of it just as recently as whenever yeah. they did that celebration after he beat punk. Yeah. But do you think the pinnacle is done? Does that feel right to you that it's just MJF? And I think uh, it does. I think it does. And, and Sean? Feel right. I mean, I've, I'm a big fan of the trio of MJF and FTR. I would. Mm-hmm. I love that trio. Yeah. yeah. But I also don't mind FTR spinning off on their own right. uh, for a while. I I do kind of wish they would do something with it. So like if FTR right. are turning babyface, you know, they seem to be a little more like, hey, we're just working class guys who love the business, right. and you know, um, I would like to see them maybe have at least some sort of storyline reason to not be with MJF if they're not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but. So I'm kind of like either way with it. Um, they see they do just, just seem to be resetting all the factions. So, you know, at a time where they're introducing fascinating new factions, by the way, I'm a little nervous for the rest of the show, Kevin. I'm already getting the wrap it up signal from Puppet Up, my producer <laughs> right now, like a hard wrap it up right now, um, which I think. And there we go. There There's we go. the wrap it up signal. She just got her toy. Um, I, all right. Well, nice second, talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear Kevin just talk for five minutes straight, that is going to be me muted wrestling my dog to get her chew toy out of her mouth. Um, what do you think of this new faction we're getting with with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and now maybe, maybe, just maybe Wheeler Yuta? We had uh, that match this week. Yeah, Wheeler loses clearly. Nobody saw that coming, I'm sure, and then goes back shakes hands or whatever did he get slapped he got slapped he got slapped and it, it was yeah. kind of like we get you kid like don't yeah. call us we'll call you is what that yeah, felt like exactly it yeah. i went back and played the played it with my head because i always watch ramp um dynamite with my headphones mm-hmm. so my house doesn't be have to be subjected to it and <laughs> uh so i went back and like turned away up to try to hear regal what he said to him and he basically yeah. said why don't you go prove yourself and maybe we'll talk later. Okay. I like that. And then, and then you kind of got in his face a little bit and I liked him how he was like, I know, I know like you're bad. Hey, yeah, you, you showed me what you need to show me right now. Now move along. And I love how he even said, um, as he kicked him out, he said, why don't you get out of the ring before it gets worse for you? <laughs> and I just love the. I mean, that's such a regal. That's great. You know, calling someone sunshine. Like I just love that old school regal talk. Yeah. I, I like this and I hope this keeps going with different people for a few weeks as they kind of tease us with potential new yeah. members. Um, I like Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta as a potential. I kind of don't like him in that spot because of one reason. And that is he seems like a, he seems like such a different wrestler mm-hmm. and I kind of want them to have like a bruiser and then like a technical guy. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. This is my old man brain. Like he's like this fast kid and I could see him better utilized elsewhere. Um, 
And I don't think he's going to end up in the group, but I like this. I really like this move of, of you're kind of feeling kids out. You're getting, you're gauging their interest, gauging their moxie, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I hope we get weeks of this. Yeah. I like, I like how they're not just uh, doing it how you might think they would, where it's just yeah. like, okay, every week they'll add somebody and it'll just be like you wrestle in a match and now you're evil. But like, there's a little storyline to it. So now what they can do is they can spin it off and let Wheeler and the best friends sort of be in their own world for a little bit and have that yeah. storyline still go on without yeah. Moxley and Danielson even being a part of it, where it's like you yeah. starts to get a harder edge. Maybe you start slapping people around, you know, maybe they actually do something with, you know, how they always, they always just show that Trent doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you yeah. maybe you the one to turn on Trent, you know, where he starts. Yeah. And, and so there's a I like, I like what it's doing. S- yeah, yeah, there's a high likelihood that's why they were doing that months ago was right. something like this plan. Just month. to have it in their pocket. That's very AEW. Also, Kevin, I really like the fact every other faction ever, they recruit people. Mm-hmm. But these guys don't need to recruit anybody. No. They're, they're, they're the ones with bouncers turning people away. <laughs> that bouncer being the pimp hand of yes. William Regal. Yes. And and I like that. That automatically sets them apart, raises them above everyone else. Like Team Taz is begging people and then beating right. them up when they say no. Right. These guys are literally turning kids away. Right. People are walking away from their teams after getting beat up <laughs> yes. to ask if they can shake their hand. Yeah. And they're saying no. <laughs> I don't remember that happening before in wrestling. I'm sure something like this has happened. Yeah, maybe. But I don't remember it. it maybe sounds like some a Suzuki AWA something. Thing, yeah. There you go. I I. Yeah, I just love the whole demeanor of it. I love uh, Regal's just the evil look in his eye when he's in the ring and how when when he got up to Yuta, like they Mox and Danielson just like immediately got on his shoulders and like it was just three on one immediately and they're just smiling at him, you know, (laughs) they're just so mean. I just love everything about this. Okay, you have an angle that you want to talk about with the FTR interview. What's that? So there was a line and a lot of people have been reading into it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to read the same thing into it, but okay. a lot of people are wondering, there was a line about saying you could get the best manager in the world and you'd still be the second best team in AEW. And some people oh, have talked yeah. about how FTR is such Bret Hart fans that maybe they're trying to recruit Bret to come in either as a short-term spot or maybe yeah. be their manager. Um, Can you imagine it would be cool. It would be Brett, cool. Brett would not be a great manager long term, but I for see like Brett a, for like a show. I'm thinking something again around the Brett Hart around the Owen Hart tournament. Like mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to want more hearts involved. That's that's one of the main reasons I lend credence to that idea. And I I, I don't think I would like it super long term. Brett seems to. I, and again, I'm not an authority on Brett Hart by in mm-hmm. any by any means, but he does seem to get a little prickly with people. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I don't know how and he well seems that to would just last. be truly retired. He just seems yeah. to be someone who doesn't like. Feel I don't need feel to be in the business. I don't feel like he has a need to come back. But maybe to make this Owen thing bigger and this heart deal a little bigger, maybe he would give him, you know, a couple months, something like that. Yeah. And That'd the Owen, the Owen tournament's just a men's tournament, a women's tournament. There's not a tag. I don't part think of it. so. I don't think so. I don't think so. And also, again, I thought that I thought it was going to be a, a smaller guys tournament. But now that like the more I look, I don't see that anywhere. I thought it was going to be like a light heavyweight, a featherweight, whatever you want to call it. I guess but we'll I don't, find out soon. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. 
Okay, we had a TNT Championship match. What did you think of the match overall? I did not enjoy it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was okay. okay. It, but it was is, just... I say that, but I say that because I like I like getting different takes. Like it's not yeah. that I loved the match, so I'm like, right. really? <laughs> I enjoyed the match, but I was, yeah. it was I didn't I wasn't like calling my mom to tell her about it, you know? Right. I just don't buy Scorpio Sky as yeah. as the champ. And here's here's the thing. I wrote this in the Facebook group. It was like I'm simultaneously not into him as champ and don't mm-hmm. buy him as champ mm-hmm. and also glad that they're doing something like, yeah, I'm glad he's getting the shot. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that he won in a way, even though I don't really want him to be the champion. If he is the champion, I'm glad he didn't lose it in one week. Yeah. I did not like how they cost Warlow the match. It just, I didn't I, buy it. I kind of wonder if, Maybe a little bit of the point of his being the champion is the fact that he's at, he athletically, everyone knows he can do it athletically, but they don't feel like he's earned the spot. Yeah. And that kind of, that kind of builds the heat with him as a heel and everybody's having to help. And you've got Dan Lambert as the co-champion, which is <laughs> I do love that. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, and then you, I, I think Paige Van Zandt's husband should be left out of this. Oh, absolutely. No one knows who he is. No. Yeah. Like right. he is a he is not a star in Bellator. He's got a title shot coming up that doesn't yeah. make him a star. Maybe he should be, but he's not. Yeah. If, you know, if you're going to have another another MMA person involved, give us Jorge Masvidal. Give us one of the former UFC champions. Right. I get Paige wants her husband there, and you're saying yes because it's got Paige there. Right. But he just comes off like a goof. He like does. He, he, he just looks. Be there. Yeah. He's just Paige's skanky husband. Yeah. So like everybody involved, we know who they are except right. for him. And I know his name's Austin Vanderford. I, it is easier for me to say Mr. Paige Van Zant than to remember Austin Vanderford. When they. Uh, Austin Van Zant. I mean, he should literally just change his name to that. He keeps the initials the same. Yeah, he should. It's actually. easier. It, it's going to open doors. It helped like Paige get on planes, apparently. He's going to get restaurant seats by saying Van Zant before he gets it saying Vanderford. Right. 100%. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when um, when America's top team was feuding with the inner circle, I think there was a guy where Jericho was like, I don't even know who you are. That was him, I think, yeah. I, I don't remember if it was him or he, but I was, was like, him. is there him or he was the... He was the or he's the uh, new version of it. Yeah, he was the... Yeah, I don't think anybody knows who he is and I don't think anybody cares. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have any personality. They're not putting him on the mic. Yeah. If they're not, you know, and it's fine. Hey, fly him in every week so they can travel together. Yeah. And, you know, if Look, he's he can, nervous about her being in the wrestling business, yeah. all that, that's fine. Let him crush some proteins back at uh, craft services, you know, right. Uh, like give him the run of the place. He could be yeah. under the, he can be under the ring, keeping Dan housing company. There's lots yeah. of things he can be doing that keep him from, inf- keep him from abusing my eyes. I don't need him. Yeah. Now physically he did okay, like when he did that takedown yeah. and threw some yeah. elbows and stuff. Like that didn't he didn't look bad. Yeah. You know, that's the, but that's yeah. the thing. Like if they had an idea of him wrestling, mm-hmm. I think he can probably do it. He's a he's a really good fighter. He's a he's an exceptional fighter. Um he's clearly a good athlete. Like that's one thing, but I don't think he is. Like he's literally about to become the Bellator champion uh, right. in his weight class, which it, I think's maybe one seventy, maybe a little lighter, I can't remember. Um but, I wonder if so they. No I wonder if they're resistant to playing him up because of how they build up a Hager. Maybe does so. It make, does it make Jay Hager feel less special if they have a if they have another AEW wrestler who wrestles yeah, an, Bellator and is more who successful? Is another, yeah, who is another undefeated Bellator fighter, but who is yeah. about to get a title shot? 
And the thing is, if, if you were going to, I don't know, if they were in the same program, you could have them do something with each other. Right. But I don't know. So if he wins the, so he, he's got a title shot coming up. If he wins the Bellator title, do you have him bring the Bellator title with him when he's at AEW? Do you talk to Bellator about, I don't think that, Be- can he represent? I don't think Bell. I don't think AEW would do it just because Bellator is a different, like it's a different company, you know, it's like uh-huh. a different parent company. Yeah. Like, the thing is, if he's going to be there, I would absolutely do it to give him a reason to be on screen. Like, this guy has the gold. Yeah. It would look impressive, but it also, I could see Tony Khan thinking it's going to confuse viewers. Mm-hmm. Like, but, I mean, you've got the FTW belt on screen. This one's actually real. Right. You know, Jorge, they're, they're, they're both bring the uh, BMF viewers. title when he, sh- exactly. when he showed up. Man, he should have. That's the one he belt. I, I would put that one on screen 100%. Although, although who would be the lineal champion because he's he's lost oh that time a couple of times he's it lost were. it so many times i think he i think he has not won yeah since he won that title I, I may be wrong there but i don't think he has um so yeah figuring out that lineal champion would take a, a hot minute um okay what do, let's see uh so yeah so mjf got involved that's what i was yeah. thinking was gonna happen mjf mm-hmm. was gonna try gonna prevent him from getting the win and he did yeah. along with uh sean spears and now this is clearly they're clearly going to going to verge Wardlow off of the, out of the title picture mm-hmm. and on to uh, a feud with MJF, which I think Wardlow has to win that. Right. Ultimately, ultimately. Yeah. But that could take with, yeah. with MJF that could take six months. He might have the 19 challenges of, of Maxwell J. Right. Friedman. Yeah, now. exactly. It You've got to beat. Which, yeah. That, that got work. old. That got yeah. real old for me. And I thought they kind of did the challenges like out of order a little bit um, the last time they did it with CM Punk. Um, yeah, they should know, do like a Samson and Delilah kind of thing with uh, Wordlow where like uh, some. Oh, they cut his hair and he. he yeah, his like confidence. some bring in like bring in some female character to woo him over and. That would be, and it's all like a setup okay, by they MJF. Could, that could be that could be the way they bring in a new female wrestler. I could absolutely see that to, just to woo Wardlow, just and to then woo Wardlow. she breaks off on her own. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about is, like, we now know Cody. It is it is at least announced Cody Rhodes is signed mm-hmm. with WWE. Seems like that's the real deal. My days of being an active online conspiracy theorist are now dead. They, they've all yeah. been crushed. Um, I was hoping to have my weekly conspiracy theory corner here. But I don't have a good one ready to go. <laughs> we'll find, we'll find as you soon a new as one. I do. We'll bring this back. If anybody can do it, Kevin, I believe I'm the guy that can. Well, you could jump on the uh, Cody is a mole. There we go. Uh, theory. Is that real? No, I don't know. I just made it oh, up, but I'm sure you, there's somebody. There's got to be somebody. There's somebody. Well, I'll find them. I'll find them for next week. <laughs> Maybe that can be the weekly conspiracy corner. It doesn't have to be yeah. mine. Right. We just find the best one on Twitter that week because there's always going to be one. Yeah. Um. So basically what I was getting at was Cody and Sammy were, were uh-huh. going back and forth with the title. Right. And then we had Paige Van Zant was coming in mm-hmm. and uh, and getting involved with Cody's woman. And it feels like Cody was going to end up being the guy to drop the title of Scorpio Sky and not Sammy Guevara. And and I wonder I wonder once they realized Cody was leaving, like, was that just real quick? Like, we're going to have him drop it in this ladder match 
Or I wonder if they rewrote an ent- like a larger program and then mm-hmm. had to work in how to get Ty Conti into it. Mm-hmm. Um, into it with Paige Van Zandt, which I think is a big step up, specifically because of Ty Conti's like background in judo and jujitsu, and Paige right. Van Zandt is an MMA fighter. Um, I think it was a great move. They handled it well, but I wonder how much they had to change when they mm-hmm. realized Cody isn't re-signing, when to have him on TV for the better part of two months without a contract, mm-hmm. they had to be pretty sure he like, we're going to get there. Like, we're 100% going to get there. We're just not there yet. Yeah, it seemed like, if I remember correctly, I want to say that uh, Brandy's angle with Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zandt was after Cody dropped the title. I think you're right. I, I think it you're may right. have only been a week, but I want to say it was right. after. So it, my theory would be, I imagine, and again, it's just speculation, mm-hmm. that um, they took the title off of Cody just because there was a certain point where I think Tony probably realized, you know, it's probably not good to keep a title on a person you're negotiating with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they kind of like agreed. And, you know, Cody was a total pro, mm-hmm. cut a great promo, even though it was very inside and was really a promo to Tony Khan more than anybody else. Yeah. In hindsight. Um, but did a great job of getting up that title. And then I figured it was and like, great. Okay, match. Now you're going to, yeah. And yeah, incredible match. One of the best yeah. I've ever had. And, um, and it was pretty much like, okay, that's the best period I can put on the end of that sentence. And I'm going to be off TV until we work this out. And I think they probably figured that, but then in good faith, they kept going with the Brandy stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think until it was officially over until it was officially over. And I, I, I would also speculate that that Brandy segment had a little bit to do with, no, you yeah. know, nobody not going well because nobody it was wanted like, her there. Nobody wanted her there. No. And um, I'd love you, Brandy, but nobody wanted you there. Yeah. It's you know, Kevin, place. I think everybody listening is going to be like, Jesus Christ, Peppermint Fatty's a dumbass. <laughs> but it only just hit me while you were talking uh-huh. that Cody Rhodes' last match in AEW was putting over the guy that he beat in his first match in, in his AEW. first match. It yeah, only on just Dynamite. hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Only just hit Poetic. Me. I bet it is. I- it's really well done. If that, I mean, I don't think they knew that was his last match, but if that's going to be right. it, that was the way I think to do it. Thought if that, I think he thought, I think he thought, if this is my last match here, then yeah. I'm going to make it a good one. And that's one and, of the things I, and I, I like, do that. like about Cody. Yeah, I like that too. He, Again. I, he, hey, no complaints. He car- like, as far as being an on-screen yep. uh, character, how he carried himself during that situation, he did all the right things, the things you would want someone to do. To, to me, he, he, he built stars the whole time, like mm-hmm. you would want an EVP to do. He made a, he had a failed attempt at ending racism forever, as all of us have had. We've all tried. Like nobody succeeded yet. He gave it his shot and he failed. I like I think I, everybody loved having a Rhodes as part of this new company. Absolutely. And it's a shame that he's gone. And I want him to be crazy successful in WWE. I want him to be have all the titles. I don't think <laughs> he will, though, because like I was tra- wanting to tell Garrett earlier on Bruce News, I do think WWE is paying him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I do think they plan to have him on top to earn that money. But I do also think that their uh, leader is a 150-year-old sociopath lunatic who mm-hmm. is going to do whatever the hell he wants at yep. a moment's notice. And we might get Stardust in two weeks. We might. 
Like I hope my not. current my current prediction for that is that uh, you will actually see Seth Rollins dressed as Star- Stardust to taunt him. Will anyone come out in polka dots? That's my question. Ooh, yes. So, also, like I know I know Seth Rollins is a top guy, but I watched Raw last week because to- Cody Rhodes was possibly going right. to show up, mm-hmm. and what I saw was a very sad man who couldn't get a match on Raw, so tried to win a battle to get a podcast slot, an interview slot yes. on on Mania and couldn't do that. He can't even get onto yeah. a talk show on Raw. And I'm like, man, if, if Cody can't beat this poor sap, I mean, it's not like it's a one night Raw. We right. got two nights. We got like, what is that, 18 hours? Of, I keep saying Raw, of WrestleMania? Yeah. Like 18 hours, they can't fit this guy in? Like, right. come on. That's who they're giving Cody? I know. Cody needs just... to crush this man. Right. <laughs> he needs to crush him. You know what I would like, and I don't think it's going to happen, and I know this is an AEW podcast, but Cody is a big part of AEW, so I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. I wish he would come in, and Vince would bring him in and, and take him under his wing, and kind of like, you're the you're my replacement for Triple H. Yeah. And I wish it would be like, you know, you and you and, you and my son-in-law went to head-to-head, and, and boy, boy, kid, like, like kind of tap him on the jaw with a right. fist. You sure proved yourself. Yeah. And he became Vince McMahon's guy for Ugh. as long as that would last. I would love that. That would be amazing. And if only I don't think only... Vince would ever admit that he lost anything to Cody Rhodes. No. No. Not never. At all. But hey, or, you gave it a good shot, kid. Exactly. Like you got spunk. And now you're back home with yeah, the big Yeah, Just boys. totally Lou Grant him. Just you oh got spunk. You got spunk, spunk, kid. <laughs> exactly. My God, I love a man that knows his Mary Tyler Moore, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> love, uh, phenomenal. Okay, the Jericho Appreciation Society. It is not, in fact, Inner Circle 2.0, oh, such which a is mist. a real shame. Yeah. And I wonder, there were two things. I Actually, I think Paul Fontaine brought up one of these on Bruise News, not both. NXT is NXT 2.0. Yep. And I wonder if part of that is why they not only changed the name 2.0, but also, there was a bit on BTE that that I'm going to go ahead and say right now. Like this is the one part of BTE that I'm going to I'm going to mention during my and during the should have been on Dynamite, which mm-hmm. is the Young Bucks are talking to 2.0, mm-hmm. and they're they're like Matt Jeff blah blah blah, and and 2.0 I think kind of get confused and the camera zooms out and Matt and Jeff Hardy are behind them and that's who the Young Bucks were talking to. Yeah, and so now the names have been changed from. From Matt and Jeff to Matt Matt Menard, his real yeah. name, uh-huh. and and uh, Angelo Parker, right? Right. Yeah. Angelo Parker. So they're no longer Matt and Jeff. Right. And it kind of feels like NXT 2.0 may have become an issue, and maybe Matt and Jeff Hardy wanted to be the only Matt and Jeff in the tag team division. Uh, I don't know. That's that's like the irony of it is that is that the fact that they showed us that right. And it's like, maybe they showed us that because that's not what it is, but maybe they showed us that because that is what it is. See, and I, they wanted to show it's not a big deal. Nobody's forcing right. it, but I we're going to have fun with it. First of all, the name, the name's awful. <clears throat> <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society is just dumb. My, but, my best friend told me straight up yeah. on the phone this week. He's like, dude, Inner Circle was cool as shit. Yeah. And I bought Inner Circle shirts. Right. I have never, no. as long as I live, buying a never. Jericho Appreciation Society shirt. No. Yeah, they're and not going to be moving merch. Like this this wouldn't have sold. This wouldn't have sold shirts either. But they. But I think they should have been like the sports entertainment collective or like 
Yeah. Jericho Sports Entertainment. Just call it like Jericho Sports Entertainment Incorporated or something. Something. You know? Just made it sound super corporate. Yeah. And that's so the promo. First of all, the angle the week before was great. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the the promo was not. I know they were trying to trying to recreate the original Inner Circle promo where he yeah. formed the group. Um, it. Uh, it doesn't feel as good as it should because I love 2.0. I love Daniel Garcia. Yeah, it's all over the place because it felt like an inner circle type promo of like, these are why these people are with me. Yeah. Why we're loyal to each other. Yeah. And this new fresh heel turn guy Mm -hmm. is talking about these great acts of philanthropy he did to earn their loyalty. (laughs) You know, like I paid for this guy's surgery when I didn't even know him. These guys got laid off. I found them real jobs and I respect them. So they're going to use their real names, which is the least sports entertainment thing you can do. Yeah. Like I feel like what he should have done was just said, Hey, there's another Matt and Jeff here. Yeah. So you guys are just uh, Lee and Parker now. Yeah. Which is hilarious because it's kind of like a state patrol reference, but. Oh my God. I would love uh, that so much. And Girl, like, but it, actually, but, yeah. actually make sports entertainment decisions like that. Yeah. To just, just straight up say, there's already a Matt and Jeff. You guys are no longer Matt and Jeff. You're just, you're just known by your last names now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was something else. Oh, and also just lean into the 2.0. Yeah. Because what they should have done was been like, this is not the old biker, you know, they had the perfect thing with the biker vests, you know, yeah. and the motorcycle and all that. Like, no one's into that anymore. We're now... Uh, you know, I would inner circle 2.0. We're bright and fancy and we're going to have colors yeah. and just lean into the two, NXT 2.0 and if, make it a mockery. And if they're, if they're, if they had to like legally get away from 2.0, I would have preferred the team be called 3.0. Oh. Literally just <laughs> uh, not Jericho appreciate society. Right. Also, I'd like the sports entertainment gimmick. I like the idea of that being a heel move, but then you're looking at Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia, who are two of amazing wrestlers right. pro wrestlers like daniel garcia is the pro wrestler type that brian danielson and yeah. john moxley are talking about now he's saying i'm a sports entertainer not say and the thing is matt and matt and, and angelique or whatever his dang name yeah. is now are also pretty good wrestlers mm-hmm. and uh like jericho alone and with a, like with jake hager i could see them being sports entertainers yeah with some other people these this is an odd group to be calling sports entertainers. This this could, which I think is why they did it, but it 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 could be good for Diego yeah. Garcia. It'll it'll help him find new ways to get all some personality them. in there. The yeah. thing I don't like about it is I think the two guys will do great with it because they did it so well in NXT already. Right. But with Daniel, I think it will help him maybe get some personality, but it's just a very WWE way to go about it. Well, yeah. what I'm worried is that it's going to be like, you know, the Lance Storm boring gimmick where it's just Daniel yeah. Garcia saying, I'm entertaining. <laughs> and the jo- and the joke being that he's not entertaining at all. Yeah. As opposed to, wow, you're the up and coming badass of the whole company. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is I don't think Daniel Garcia needs to be an, an entertain like a crazy entertaining guy. He just needs to be a little bit of a badass. Right. Like and then eventually you 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 work you get into your pro like John Moxley's a badass who can also cut a great promo. Right. But he didn't always cut a great promo. It took him a little while to get there. Um either way, it's interesting to see where it's going. Do you think the plan, whether it happens or not, do you think the plan is for the professional wrestlers 
mm. to end up wrestling the sports entertainers. That seems natural, but seems natural, but I don't, like I don't feel like it's a while to work. get them together. Yeah, they don't seem yeah. like they're on a collision course. No, it, they don't at all. They don't at all. Uh, although maybe, maybe it could be a deal where it could be a situation where Brian Danielson wants Daniel Garcia, but Jericho already has him, and maybe that's where the collision comes in. If you're going to do it, I think that'd be the most natural way. Yeah. I want to say it was either Paul or maybe Jeff on um, the Dynamite show. I, yeah. I think one of them, um, I, I'm thinking it might be Paul because he's usually more of a person to throw out theories, mm-hmm. um, theorized that this year's blood and guts match, that they'll do blood and guts in the spring. Mm-hmm. And it'll be Jericho Appreciation Society against uh, Proud and Powerful, Eddie Kingston, Moxley, and Danielson. That'd be cool. Which would be That'd amazing. Be great. And I think it would make a lot of sense because especially if you do the thing with Garcia, like you're talking, but then you also have them beating down the three of Proud and Powerful and Eddie, and they need backup, but you already have the Moxley-Eddie thing. Like, imagine... When they've got, we've got our backup, and it's freaking William Regal, and oh my god, you know, the people will explode for that. Good lord, people go crazy. By the way, I just realized I'm ready right this moment to make my prediction for our first ever trios champions. I hundred percent stand behind this. I'm not going to okay. change my mind. All right, it's Eddie Lock Kingston it and Proud and Powerful. All three guys, yeah. everyone believes deserve belts. Yep, it is the perf. Like they've already been a trio in the past. Mm-hmm. I think that has to be the first champion because all those people deserve belts. They need gold. I think I think that's who it's going to be. That's I my think, pick. I think if not the first champions, I th- I could see it being someone like um, Garcia and formerly 2.0 or 2.0 and Jericho or something like that. And They've got to be. And then mix. Proud and yeah. Powerful and Eddie How dare beat you? them for it. Like How it. dare you double make them Yeah. Or in the final or in the finals. Yeah. Either yeah. way. No, I like um, it just hit me while you were saying that, like trio. We were just talking trios. Everyone wants both these like Eddie and Proud and Powerful to get gold. They're they're clearly going to be in the tournament when it happens. That just hit me. I had to proclaim it immediately because I have the brain (laughs) of a child locked in. It's a lock. This is McDaniel lock. You got to grab that stuff out of the air before it disappears. That's exactly right. Um, okay. What else did we have here on Dynamite? Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. We talked Scorpio Sky Wardlow. Yeah. Parties and private party. Yeah. I have thoughts hey. about that. Okay. Give it to me. Give it to me. Well, what do you... Okay. Well, I want to hear how excited are you about the Hardys after that? Not that excited, man. Yeah, me either. Not that excited. Like, And it's a thing where... I really like them, and I especially do. I really like Matt Hardy's um, cinematic stuff. I really mm-hmm. love the insanity of it. I like the chaos of it, and I, I wanted that in AEW. And outside of his teleportation powers early, yeah, uh, we didn't really get that. And Jeff Hardy's great as well. He's a big name, but it was really it's like Jeff Hardy's kind of missing moves. Matt Hardy, it's really hard to watch him walk. Like It's painful to watch him walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had knee issues in the past, and I know a knee issue when I see it. It hurts that man to bend his knees terribly. Yeah. I won't just like, man, let him wrestle everybody really quick and then, then get him out. That's like, how, exactly Matt, how I feel. Let yeah. Matt be a manager. Maybe have Jeff be a single for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, they're, they're on their last legs. I, I, and I think more Matt than Jeff 
Yeah. Physically, but not as excited as I, again, I love the, I loved the debut and that's about it now kind of feels like everybody else. And Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they'll blow us out of the water next week. If anybody can do it, maybe it's them, but maybe I'm even throwing in maybe into that. (laughs) Like I'm not that excited and it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, I, like you said, yeah, those guys have such a history. You we, you wish them well and everything they do and everything, but like it, you know, it just it. it uh, there were two things I thought it was really cool to see Jeff Hardy interacting with Darby Allen because Darby Allen is kind of yeah. like the spiritual son of Jeff Hardy. He's he's pretty yeah. much the Jeff Hardy of this generation. Yep. Um, but also the Hardys just do not fit in as no. a team. They just look no. weird. They look weird in that smaller AW ring. Yep. They it, their style. It the feels way I like wrote, an yeah. old, an old slower WWE act in with this next yeah. generation, and they can't quite compete. And Private yeah. Party isn't the best of their style that we're going to see. Right. So the better they they the better teams they match up against, they might stand out even more as not belonging. Yeah, I wrote down that Jeff Hardy is moving at about half AW speed. And Matt Hardy is moving at half of that. Yeah. And, and yeah. And it, and it just, it, yeah. The, the Jeff, nostalgia Jeff, wore off quick. Yeah. Jeff would do. I, I was hoping they could use Jeff to hide Matt a little. Mm-hmm. But Jeff isn't as fast as I thought he was right yeah. now. And I think that's only going to be exacerbated in the tag team division because all the tag teams, even the even the non-fast ones are way faster than these guys. Right. And um, maybe and they this- might want to move away from this and get Jeff into singles where you could match him up with, I don't know, Keith Lee, like whoever, just right. other guys who aren't crazy fast. Yeah. And the style um, lends itself to a lot of tandem offense, which yeah. – that which they were the kings of back in the day, but now it's like, oh, you're just, oh no, it's like going to see like, uh, you know, this week, um, in my hometown, I almost bought tickets to see Journey and Toto. It's like and, going to see them hey, in their in their sixties or something. Hey, Journey has that new younger singer who's like yeah. young, like he's like in his forties, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but he can still wail, right? So that guy's yeah. still he's like the Darby Allen, like carrying the act, yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, those guys can still play, but it's like I don't really want to see Toto not be able to hit the high notes anymore, yeah. you know. And and that's that's how I feel about them is I don't want to see them be sh- shadows of themselves dressed up in the old outfits, you know. And all that, and the other the other thing is, I I hate the fact that they uh, just blew through the private party match yeah. right out of the gate because it's like Matt Hardy's been with Private Party for over a year, yeah. right? The storyline is Matt Hardy making Private Party a better team, yeah. But they didn't and, get a chance to show, and like, they are it, a better team now. They really they are. are a better team. But and I'm not saying they should be like world beaters or anything, or even beat the Hardys, but like put it off a little bit to where it's like a big deal that, you know, you should be like private party should be like, you taught us everything and Matt's maybe, like, I've taught you everything, you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know, you know, like, yeah, at the very least, maybe, weeks. maybe they should have faced butcher and the blade first or even, like, or even like, a um, uh, hybrid two. Yeah. They're, they're supposedly out there, still. you know, or the gun club, the number two team, you know, suddenly, yeah. you know, yeah. like, let, let them come out and just have a big nostalgia win yeah. and then have private party come out and beat them dead. They could still done all the same post-match stuff, had an eight man next week. But like, I felt like it was a waste. I feel like they just took everything 
that they had been trying to do with private party by having them with Matt Hardy and just threw it out in one match. Yeah. You know, one of the big things I take away from this, what we're talking about with Matt and Jeff right now, when it, as it relates to their physical condition, their age, how amazing Sting is. Yeah. They are a full one that, to man. two generations after Sting. We were yeah. watching Sting in like 1985 in Mid-South. Right. These guys didn't debut until well into the 90s, like I think mid to late 90s. And Sting is still going at a, mm-hmm. at, a, at a legitimate level, and he is not embarrassing. He looks good in the ring mm-hmm. in his 60s. Yeah. These guys aren't – I don't think they're even they're, – they're not, they're not within spitting distance of 60. And I think that literally has to do – and that this is not a knock on them. It has to do with their style. They've been having constant impacts every night. Oh, yeah. For thousands and thousands of matches for dozens of years on their knees. Yeah. Yeah. And their hips and their bodies are destroyed. But a guy like Sting, who his biggest high flying move is the Stinger splash in the corner. Right. They can still go at a high level. And especially when you're when your finisher isn't even like you don't you don't have to lift anybody up. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. It's just it's a it's a world of difference. And. Yeah. But on Sting, this is not a hit at the Hardys. It's their style, which is worn right. down their bodies. Right. Which, again, I remember Dave Meltzer saying a decade ago that Rey Mysterio Jr., his mm-hmm. doctor, when he asked his doctor if he'd come off the top rope, the doctor told him a yeah. decade ago, like yeah. maybe more, 2006 is when I heard this this podcast, the doctor said, I don't want you jumping off a curb onto a street. Right. And he's still going. Still going. It's unbelievable what these guys put themselves through, and it's unbelievable the pain they're going to be in when they're gone, and that's a real shame. I think, you know, one of the things I think, I wonder if people are going to start to learn this lesson or if it's going to become more of a trend, which is the thing you really want to do as a wrestler Mm -hmm. is wrestle until your Mm mid-30s, like 35, then retire, Mm -hmm. then sit out five to seven years rest your body, raise your kids, and then come back and be a bigger star than you ever were again from 42 to 45 and get a huge payday. Have you ever seen Wes Anderson's first movie before Rushmore? Um, Bottle Rocket? Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Do you remember Owen Wilson sitting in the bus working out his five-year plan, his 10-year plan, then his 75-year plan? (laughs) I feel like you just delivered every wrestler's 75-year plan, (laughs) and they 100% should It should be. It's the Edge plan. It's the Sting plan. It's the No, it's worked. It's absolutely worked. Their bodies heal themselves up. Yeah. I mean, Christian, so many guys. It's it's literally worked every time. And when they come back, they'll be making more money than they ever made back in the day. And they'll probably um, be fulfilled and happy it's a legit people plan. with yeah. a working, you know, functioning marriage. Hopefully. I mean, I mean, we could wishes to come true sometimes. Right. Why not? Why not? Um, yeah. And it's a way that that is a way happier ending than most professional wrestlers get. And I would like to see more wrestlers get that ending. Yeah, me too. OK, let's see. Sure. Yeah, I think. You were asking the question, does this downplay private party? I feel like it kind of does, and I feel bad because they have come as far as any other tag team, any other young tag team. Mm-hmm. They're really good right now, but I think the 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 whole existence of the HFO kind of it made them not feel important to me. And right. kind of like the bunny was saying, mm-hmm. the Thunder Rosa and Danhausen, right. which is we, what we, we do is always lose. lose. We <laughs> always show up and we always lose. 
And yeah. now you've got guy. And look, I think the acclaimed deserve to be where they are. Yeah. But they're clearly ahead of private party. And I feel like maybe they wouldn't be if private party hadn't been held on by held down by the losing the losing lifestyle of the HFO and now the AFO. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel bad for the guys. Like the, again, they've never been my favorites, but I recognize mm-hmm. they're really good and they deserve a lot of praise for how good they are right now, mm-hmm. as young as they are. And, and now they're pro- they probably have legit worries that now that Top Flight is back together, and Dante's got a rocket ship strapped to his his right. back, maybe they get left behind by Top Flight as well. Yeah, I don't know. Back, I mean, back in they're the day, getting, you know, a year matches. or two ago, we were like, we thought. You know, a lot of people thought Private Party and Top Flight would be like the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express, just yeah. career rivals having amazing matches every time they face off. Yeah. And now um, yeah. Private Party, again, they're better, but they don't feel like they've moved forward that much. Right. Um, what did you think having the Butcher back? I really like the Butcher. I love the Butcher. It's looking great. Yeah. I, I I would not hate it, Kevin. I'm not, in, I'm not saying they should do this. I wouldn't hate it if, if the blade needed, you know, to get his knee cleaned up or something. Yeah. If the butcher just became like a Stan Hansen type, just coming in and destroying people like he has the look, he has the size, he has the skill. I'd love to see him. And use the people love like him. that. The people yeah. love if they, him. If, if he started doing that, people would get behind it fast. Yeah. Imagine if you did the full gimmick. You remember in WCW, Stan Hansen would come in. Yeah. Wrestle top guys. And get himself disqualified while right. murdering them. So it's yeah. not like he'd be raising the, even take off rising the rankings. Yeah. And he'd be crushing them with the cowbell. And But you knew this is the most dangerous guy here. Right. Even though he wasn't building up this killer record, everyone was terrified to see him go against their favorite like Sting. Yeah. And he seems like he looks like a dangerous guy. And that's something I don't think we get that much in modern day pro wrestling. There aren't that many guys who just looking at them, they mm-hmm. feel dangerous and I would like to either see the tag team become a more dangerous tag team or see him do that on his own again. Don't leave the blade behind. But if he needed to get his knee scoped, like give the butcher yeah. a little run. Uh, the blade, I think would be blade a lot really of good. I think he gets a short shift sometimes because yeah. he's a little bit of that Johnny Gargano kind of guy where he's just like a solid, good looking wrestler. There was a time but, when I confused know. him with Evil Uno's tag team partner often oh yeah that's easy to do actually like it was really easy to do but butcher you know like one of the things when i see um buddy matthews in the house of black i'm like not enough tattoos they need to swap them with the butcher exactly oh my god that would be great or at least give the man temporary tattoos like that clearly (laughs) does not fit to spend like four hours and make up every day getting it up yeah which by the way um you know what? I keep, I keep, no, we're going to talk about this when we get to should have been on dynamite. No, nope, okay. I'm not going to. All right. Okay. So rampage. No, we've got the women's title match. Oh yeah. Under Rosa, Britt Baker. I listened to Dave Meltzer talk about this with Brian Alvarez. And one of the things Dave kept saying that made me grin was like, Brian was talking about it being a good match. And Dave's like, it was a really well planned out match. Yeah. And Kevin, one of the things we talk about is people, sometimes going backwards in AEW. Mm-hmm. And I don't like saying what I'm about to say. Did you notice Thunder Rose's punches were garbage throughout yep. this match? Mm-hmm. They looked terrible. Was this just me or did no. you see that? No, she's she's been she, regressing. And she is the most active wrestler on this roster. She yeah, wrestles every weird. week in, in Texas. She gets lots of reps. She's training people. And yeah. I think she's regress- regressing faster than anyone in this company. 
It's weird. It's really strange. I, think, I, I wonder if it's because people treat her like she is the ring general veteran. And maybe she's kind of listening and, to uh, it and not working as hard. Well, or she's just not as advanced as people give her credit for. Yeah. I don't maybe know. Maybe we all saw her when she was literally in her best three or four month period ever. Yeah. And now she's maybe moved back to what her norm was. Maybe. Right. I don't, I don't know. know what I it think, is. But I it's, think there's it's a, a little bit of yeah. I know it is, and there, there's a little bit of it that's it's um, taken it's taken some wind out of her sails. In the in I think yeah. in the run for the title, it doesn't feel like as big a victory. Yeah. Um. To me, because I think it should have happened if it would have happened back when she beat Britt Baker in the No Rules match. If mm-hmm. she would have won the title, then I would have been on on top. I would have been over the moon. Like. Absolutely deserved it now. Right. It doesn't really feel like it was her time. It feels like it was her time, and now she's regressed, and it's not anymore. And they're just late uh, late to the party. In a way, I mean, uh, it, yeah, I think in general, I think in general, I think you're spot on. I will say that night felt like her night. Okay. Like, the crowd the way was the amazing. They, the crowd yeah, was the way they, they picked the right night to do it because yeah. the, the where they did it, um, the way they presented her. With the mariachi band before the that was full great. face makeup her outfit, yeah, her outfit that was a throw. It was a callback to the outfit she wore in the lights out match. Yeah. I think I um, said like on Twitter, like her makeup, yeah. was phenomenal. My favorite makeup I think cool. I've ever seen her in. Yeah, and the way that they, I mean, even the way they announced her to the ring, how they you know said to, you know from the graveyards of the graveyards graveyards of, Mex- of, Tia, of, of Tijuana, Tijuana by way yeah. of San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. And she stopped on the ramp to soak that in. Yeah. You know, like that is one of those you getting things choked that, up. You were getting choked up. I got a little emotional. Watching yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. I like love that. That, that I love kind that of stuff her. just gets me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Again, I, I rewatched it. I rewatched it tonight. Just the entrance and, and, and on her YouTube, um, like, I haven't. I, finished, I love it when people get moments like that. I haven't finished the video you sent to me, but it feels like the entire week leading up to her winning the championship. Yeah, like the the video on, it her, is, yeah. on, on her vlog, which is really, again, I, she needs a better editor. Yeah, and probably I'm not. I don't want to get too deep into this. Yeah, but probably an editor whose first language is English, because on the episodes where they put in a lot of text, it is yeah. not good. Spelling. It's a slog. It is yeah. a slog to get through. Sometimes it's just the complete wrong word. Either way, I think her whole team seems really cool, like really yeah. fun people. I don't mm-hmm. want to bury anybody. Yeah. But um, but I've I've, I've watched. It's like thirty five minutes long. I think I'm twenty seven minutes in, and I've enjoyed every part of it. And again, if it's edited a little better, I think it's more compelling and quicker. But oh, yeah. I like everything I've seen. I like seeing her travel issues. Yeah. I love seeing her standing at a rest stop. In mm-hmm. front of the Texas map and laying out like this is where I'm yeah. from, this right. is where I'm going. I love this area here, yeah. showing like the beach. I love yep. that you're getting to know this woman who's the new champion. Yeah, and um, that, that's the thing that I think I would love to see them invest in because they're kind of. I, I love that they're letting everyone kind of do their own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even the bunny has a vlog, but yeah. And it's, um, I, I love the bunny. Like I like yeah, her more as a so human. She's so charming than her right. character. But at the same time, uh, that, that video was something that WWE would have knocked out of the park. Yeah. 
Like you so. talk about like me getting like emotional, you, like you give them entrance. that raw footage. You, they would have given you a half hour day of, you know, music of lead up to that match. That would have just been amazing. Yep. I'll say this again and should have been on dynamite. This video we're talking about is worth watching just to see her interacting with kids at a fan. Yes. Fest. Yeah. She gives her all. She lets yeah. these kids like put her in a headlock and throw her and she flies onto the ground. She's showing off their art, like getting like getting them to like hold up the art so she can get a good picture of them and the art to put on her vlog, yeah. which has to be amazing as a kid because their dads are going to make sure they see that. I love seeing her interacting with people because she clearly loves her fans. She yeah. loves her fans. And that's one of the reasons I love Thunder Rosa. Yep. And like the negatives I'm saying, like right. she's regressing as a wrestler. I hate that. Like I right. wanted her. She's been my favorite female wrestler for a long time with probably Chris Statlander 1B. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited she's it's champion, a- but I hope she gets I hope she yeah. kicks it into another high gear. And I, I see her yeah. being somebody who takes this belt to heart. It's like, I've got to live up to this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I fully expect her to work her ass off. It's a, it's a testament to her personality and charisma that she's still as successful as she is. Yeah. And, and, and isn't like getting, you know, she feels to me a little, more for being sloppy or whatever. Yeah. She feels she to so me a, a little bit like the female Eddie Kingston in that they both are so likable yeah, in her own way. Yeah. And so honest. Yeah. And they clearly are where they are because of hard work. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, when I went down uh, to Dallas in December for dynamite, mm-hmm. they had uh, the community outreach was doing like a toys for tots thing with the Marines. Mm-hmm. And so outside the Curtis Cola center, all the fans were lining up waiting for the building to open. And they had the toys for tot thing set up. And they, I think they had like a giveaway of like a, t-shirt or poster or something for like yeah. the first hundred people who bought toys and thunder rosa was the aw representative to stand out there and collect okay. toys with the marine and i loved watching it because you know a lot of places they'll do a meet and greet you got to pay extra or you got to pay 20 dollars to take a fix- picture with somebody or whatever you know right it's, it's a source of income yeah she's just out there collecting toys but anybody who walked up there, whether they had a toy or not, if they wanted to talk to her, she would talk to them. And yeah. like you said, especially if they were kids, she would yeah. get excited, get down, squat down on her knees. You know, she was in full makeup, um, you know, just being super genuine. Like, I hope that they can really capture that as whether, champion. Whether it was me as a kid going to wrestling events or me as mm-hmm. an adult working with people in TV or my past working in music, when I find a celebrity, whether they're a major celebrity or minor celebrity, mm-hmm. who will give as much time to fans as the fans want, yeah, I I never forget that person. Like I could tell you who they are in music, and I could tell you, and and when I see somebody like her who's completely devoted, like she's not going to let somebody leave disappointed. Right, that means a lot to me. Like I really want to support that person all I can moving forward. Yeah. They need to work that into her. You talk about should be, we'll talk about should be on dynamite in the future is they need to be saying like, if she's got a match that night, they need to have a little video, you know, 30 seconds or so. Hey, earlier today, Thunder Rosa was out doing this, you know, with the belt, letting kids hold the belt, you know, if I'm Tony, John Cena, if I'm Tony Khan, I might immediately try and book three or four cities in Texas, San Antonio, 
maybe whatever small town she was likely born in, things like that. Right. Well, they've got Austin and Dallas coming up. There you go. Have her go to those towns, have her like have meet and greets with kids, have all the kids flock to her with their signs and do like a, a Thunder Rosa victory tour of Texas, go into Mexico if there's somewhere oh, there. Yeah. She's, you know, I would love to see a video package like that of Thunder Rosa finally winning it on the big stage and and like her community supporting her just yeah. like she's always supported them. I'd love that. Yep. Watch I, I watch somebody be listening and they're like Thun, like Thunder Rosa screwed me over. You have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> she's a monster. She's a monster. Oh my god, which also immediately one takes last me thing back about to Buster that match Blue. I want to throw in there. Yes. We haven't talked about the match at all. Can really. we please ban thumbtacks? Okay. Let's talk about the fact I love that everybody's tweet was, okay, so what we've learned here tonight is a, a, a an AEW cage match is a Hell in the Cell match. Right. That's what it is. I'll tell you what. They did something, and I don't know if I was the only one. The cage was not snug up against the ring. There was a right. lot of room. There's room A outside. lot of room. They needed the room to pull out the chairs. Right. When Britt Baker came out without any of her crew, like the fact they didn't come out and then go back, I thought they were going to be under the ring. Under the ring, yeah. I was sure they were going to be under the ring, and that's why they had that space there, or else they would have come out with her and then gone back in. Right. I was certain in that. They, they even had a line about when she pulled the tax out that they were like, oh, I bet Jamie Hayter snuck in there and planted yeah. the bag yeah. of tax, you know? Yeah. It wasn't until Thunder Rose at one point crawled under the ring, and I don't yeah. rem- I don't think it was for a particular reason. I was like, well, yeah. they're clearly not under there. But then there was actually a scene of her coming out looking like she'd been beat up. I'm like, right. did she get beat up under the ring? Like, no. I was yeah. just completely wrong on that because I didn't, I didn't expect them to be pulling. Yeah. By the way, Thunder Rose has spent – I'm sorry. Britt Baker okay. spent approximately 27 minutes pulling chairs out. And putting them in the ring. And then she spent like 17 minutes stacking them up. Right. Each time I'm like, this cannot be taken this long. Like, right. why is this happening? Why does she That's need ridiculous. this many chairs? And it's clearly the reason was she was taught how to build this structure. And she right. knew she needed like 11 chairs. Right. And I think she was slowly counting out 11 right. chairs each time to make <laughs> sure like, she didn't end up one short. Right. And I'm like, oh, She's sitting there with oh, like man. the Ikea catalog. Yes. yes. <laughs> Does anyone yes. have an Allen wrench? Like when she built, put it together, I could be, this could be a figment of my imagination, but I think she like took a couple steps back to look it over <laughs> and make like, sure it matched the diagram written on her hand. Yeah. Right. And it oh, did. crap. I put the one chair backwards. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, oh my, that did, that took a long time, Kevin. It's like yes. both things with the also chairs that took she a strange amount of time. It. What's that? Also yeah, all that this, she could fall on it. Yeah. And, and this wasn't that long a match. Like, I, I don't know what it came down to, but it, it wasn't as long as, it wasn't as much time as they needed. Mm-hmm. The finish seemed a little rushed, a little premature. Yeah, I think they were um, time. Yeah, I think, and and they, and even with all that, even them finishing more quickly than they should have, I think they went one minute over, right. which you don't see them do. Yeah, um, I enjoyed a, the match, but it should mm-hmm. have been a way better match. It should have been again been these women. Unfortunately, Jr. said the last time these women met, they had like the greatest match of all time. That right. is not true. They met like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> they met a couple <laughs> weeks ago, Jr. Also. Yep. This was a particularly bad night, I thought, for the entire booth, not just yeah. JR. Yeah. Felt like X was th- off. Yes, this this is just my take on it. I feel like JR was off a lot earlier 
and Excalibur was correcting him like he should, like correcting what he, his information. And then in this match, when X screwed yeah. up, uh-huh. JR is like, JR right turned into Michael Jordan. He is dunking. He's doing 360s. He is burying yeah. this man six He's feet like, under. That crap out I, I felt like he was going to pull out the Wrestling Observer, <laughs> like award show issue, and just piss on it right there right. in front of Excalibur. Like, JR was so happy to be right and X to be wrong. And Excalibur is really wrong. Right. Like right. Jr. I I I don't like a lot of the things he does. Everyone knows that if you've been listening. Yeah. But my God, was Excalibur so wrong? Like, yeah. Thunder, like Thunder Rosa. No, it was Britt Baker is just destroying Thunder Rosa's hand on the tax when it was right. the exact opposite. Right. And then he doubled down on it, and I'm just like, what is happening here? Yeah. What? In the, like, are we are we back on Long Island? Is everything <laughs> backwards just all of a sudden? It yeah. was Weird, man. It was weird. Maybe Jr. slipped uh, slipped Excalibur and Mickey to show him who's the real lead announcer. He did. The like, awards like, hey, be congratulations damned. Congratulations on your announcement <laughs> exactly. of your award. Call me when you've won ten of them. Yep. Then he just looks down his pants and like should have worn dark pants like me. I thought <laughs> you should be listening to my podcast. Yeah. For anybody doesn't it. know Jr. Sauce it. Yeah. For anybody doesn't know Jr. Talks about. How frequently they have to urinate on themselves in the booth. And that's why you always wear dark pants oh, on his Conrad Jr. Thompson that's, podcast. That's a not good. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not information. We needed to Whatever be. Whatever you need to tell yourself, Jr. Exactly. That's what you got to tell the ladies. Okay. Um, so that's, that was dynamite. It was overall. Did you think it was a, a thumbs up show or kind of more in the middle? I don't think it was I think a, a thumbs show, up show. I, mean, I thought it was a great follow up to you know, a really exciting reset yeah. show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rampage. I really like Rampage these days. And they seem to have kind of Rampage specific stars who probably mm-hmm. should be on Dynamite. Hook yep. is a Rampage guy, even though he hasn't been doing much lately other than eating hot chips. Um, Swerve Scott, now a Rampage guy. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee, a Rampage guy. Keith Lee's a Rampage guy. And I love all three of those dudes. Like, I love them. Um, something, by the way, that I picked up on Twitter this week. Uh, Kevin and I have talked before about never see Rampage's DVR numbers, and I always assumed they were high because I assume people did like me and record Rampage and watch it later because everybody's doing things on Friday night. Um, and I find I found out that is true. Dave Meltzer basically said almost every they said he said Rampage has some of the biggest DVR numbers on Friday night. And that after the DVR numbers come in, they finish between second, third, between second and fourth on the night every week. And that's real strong. Like I, I was assuming they had a couple of hundred thousand people DVRing. And I think it sounds like that's right. And so I'm glad to know that that Tony Khan's not putting these guys who I want to be their next big stars on a show nobody's watching. People are watching it. They just don't get reported in the in the Friday like fast national numbers, um, so that I was happy to hear that. This was a good show though. We had Darby Allen versus the Butcher, really fun match that we I, I caused us to talk about during Dynamite because I'm a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> Scorpio Sky Page Van Zant promo, Red Velvet Layla Hirsch we touched on. Um, what do you think of Chris Scott Chris Statlander's new look, her lack of color, all right. that? I. I hope that okay. I like the change. I hope that the lack of color does not result in a lack of color in her personality. In, yeah, 
I, I've always liked the color on her face. Yeah. I like the toned down outfit, even though I liked her old outfit. I just didn't want her to be announced as being an alien. That's all. Right. That's the only I, thing I want to change. I don't even mind the boops. The boops are cute. The, yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's fine. I don't mind them unless it's an alien boop power. Right. Don't need alien powers here. Yeah. Um, I don't even mind the contact lens and all that stuff. So what, yeah. what I hope is it's not like, and now I'm going to become Tony Nice. Yeah. I hope she's the same Chris Statlander. Yeah. A little kinder towards orphans. Right. But still the same Chris Statlander, just in a more badass form. Yeah. And again, she's one of like, if this were the male division, I feel like she'd kind of be the Lex Luger, like outside yeah. of Jade Cargill, like she is the biggest, strongest right. woman they have. Yeah. And uh, and I'm hoping this is just a move to kind of feature that a little more. Right. Yeah. I, I liked her outfit, thought it was cool, didn't like her being an alien. Uh, I, w- so- I wish that they had kind of condensed her change a little bit, like. Maybe had an interview where she was yeah. like wiping off the makeup or something while she was talking. That would be and cool. She's frustrated, you yeah. know, or something like that. That was a little more grounded because what they did was they did like a, you know, like a 20 second little montage on dynamite of her, like, you know, kind of taking out the contact lens and stuff. And then with yeah. no reference to anything and no one talking about it. Yeah. And some people probably missed it because they're, you know, there should have been a promo involved. There right. should have been her talking about. Time and then she serious. comes out with a different look to interfere in the match. What I kind of wish they had done was just have her interfere in street clothes yeah. on Friday. And then next week, save that video for like a Darby style thing. You know how like yeah. Darby will have like a, a little video right before he comes to the ring. Yeah. You know, and it would be cool to like have like, and now here, you know, now her opponent, Chris Statlander, and you see this video of her yeah. with a different, and then she debuts and make a big deal about the different look. Something else I, w- I think I'd like is a lot of times when, when best friends come out, she'll come out kind of last. Yeah. To have them come out and then have her come out, whether it's her match or not. Right. And have them all look at her and then just do a complete double take. Like this is the first they've seen of her yeah. new look. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, <laughs> one thing my. It's like again, the end of Greece. Yeah. I, I don't have the best short term memory. Did she have makeup that was all black or did she have no makeup? She had like a little it looked like she had like a little lightning bolt that was like black, okay. but it wasn't like the full like David Bowie kind of thing. She went less David Bowie, more Harry Potter is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. A little leaning yeah. a little more. Potter. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that character. And um, yeah, I hope it I hope it's cool. Also, I thought uh, I didn't pay the closest attention to this match, but from what I remember, um, when I say this, just I don't remember the match really well, mm-hmm. but I remember afterwards thinking this was a really good Red Velvet match. Like I didn't see a single bad move. Again, I could have could have missed something. Yeah, thought it was a good match. Um, yeah, I think Layla. I think Layla's got a little bit of the um, Thunder Rosa thing going, where like the more she gets pushed, she's the, stepping backwards a little she's bit. Stepping back a little bit. Yeah. I just don't. I, I think Layla's just not great as a heel. I, that's what I'm finding out. She I doesn't think. feel like a heel, especially since she is the smallest woman mm-hmm. in North America. And her face is just so pleasant. She just yes. has such a pleasant expression on her face. I just exactly. have a hard time believing I, that she's a horrible person. The whole and I, like I felt that a little bit towards Serena D, but it's more pronounced with Layla Hirsch. Like, look. I know I shouldn't be calling her baby legs and things like that, but she reminds me of the character <laughs> baby legs Johnson. <laughs> but like she is an adorable tiny human yeah. who is also a badass wrestler and, and it is way harder story. to take Yeah, it's way harder to take her seriously as a heel. Like she, yeah. it just is. Yeah. Um yeah. And I love that she's just killing everybody with with pieces of the ring now. 
yeah. with metal pieces of the turnbuckle, just crushing, right. crushing people left and right. Um, what do you think of House of Black versus Fuego and Bear Country? I think the the last like twenty seconds of that match might have been my favorite twenty seconds of yeah. the week. I, I like that, that was so great. Yeah, and I, uh, I I wanted more. I wanted a little more the whole time of that. Right. You know that 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 match is a great case for the trios division. Yeah. Like to show and, and the six man from uh, dynamite That's what I'm with, saying. with they the are, world champ and the world tag team champs when they did I, the triple moonsault off the top. Like I wanted to talk about these two together. That triple moonsault yeah. was awesome. And this is two shows in a row. Same week trios matches yeah. next week. I believe we have a trios match. They're calling them tri- like it feels like this is the beginning mm-hmm. of the build mm-hmm. for, I guess, the return of Kenny Omega and the beginning of trios. I love that. And I love that they're kind of showing off how trios matches can have their own personality and, yeah. you know, their own like really cool spots. You can only do with that many people and things like that. And in one of these, I guess it was on, yeah, it was on, on dynamite where Jr. is like, you know, this six man tag, or I guess yeah. if you want to call it a trios I match, know. shut up, Jr. My God, just, yeah. Okay. I'm going to make this real simple for people that are maybe confused. Like, again, I think JR is the greatest announcer of all time. Yes. Also the worst announcer on the air right now. And the reason I think he's the worst announcer on the air right now is he literally just buries the product he's supposed to be selling. He's sarcastic. He's He's sarcastic and angry. He's not even like sarcasm. Right. He's not even like this is bowling shoe ugly or whatever, but he'll literally be making like making fun of Excalibur on the air. He'll, yeah, he will make fun of his colleagues. What do you he makes call that fun move, of the Excalibur? Ma- I bet you got yep. a fancy name for that move. Yep. He is, he is making fun of the best announcer going right now, right. who does make mistakes, clearly. And he's making fun of the product that we are tuning in to watch. We Look, we are trying hard to enjoy this. We are trying to overlook Alex Abrahantes right now. And JR is just killing us, man. He's trying you know, to kill the better things. Not even the Alex who is working his butt off to try and get this terrible, <laughs> terrible character right. he's playing over. Like this would work. You want to know what would make this work so much better hmm. with, with, with Pinta? Just Alex be the real Alex. Yeah. Just be the exact same guy he was. Yeah, he was the great. guy who's so excited because he loves Pentagon. Yeah. Just have him in a, in dark clothing. Right. Simple. Just he doesn't easy. have to be the Phantom of the Graveyard, right. much less the Opera. Like, <laughs> come on. Of that. This week's was so hard to watch, man. Oh, it's it awful. Was, and again, I've said before, like in the past, yeah. I have watched wrestling with girlfriends who did not respect wrestling. Yeah. And I generally was able to get them into it. That is where a, no, those girlfriends would stand up and leave. Yep. And and I'd have to and, and 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 maybe leave the relationship at that moment. Maybe not just the couch. Right. They lose respect like, for you. Yeah. And it's one of those things you've talked about in the past too. Like you don't want to have to make excuses for your pro wrestling. Right. You know. And right, that's right. that's something with people we love. I love Pentagon. Pentagon. I love Alex Abrahantes. And it was so like the look of that segment, look of Alex Abrahantes, mm-hmm. and him giving it his all was so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I could not have I couldn't have excused that and kept a straight face, especially after following up like their arch enemies, like just freaking laying waste to people and looking yeah. like total badasses. Yeah. Laying waste to a couple monsters. Yeah. And also Fuego del Sol. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I love that he was in that match, though. I <laughs> oh, think they, to, they said something I mean, in the commentary about it. Like, what's Fuego doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. I love that they put him in there. I love he got thrown in. He recently lost his. I mean, we. There's a rumor that he's his, lost his his other fuego. I know it's true. He must have had visa issues. He must have had lo- ongoing visa issues. Yeah, I would love it if they put someone else in that mask. <laughs> um, but someone Brian Danielson. Yeah, someone who is like John Moxley, and he he <laughs> still has be, the same pants, and he walks. That would in actually the same be incredible. Way. He walks in through the crowd the he same comes way. In through the crowd the same way. <laughs> Two fuegos music. I just make it ridiculous. Have it dusted. It's Rhodes. like the new machines. Yes. I would love that so much. Like he keeps getting the greatest wrestlers in the world yeah. as his tag team partner. Oh man. Keith Lee versus Max Caster. What do you think of that one? Well, first I, uh, of all, I want to see Keith Lee as a fuego. <gasps> that would be incredible the too. happiest man in the world. Keith. <laughs> they just did fuego of the week. I, I would tune if, if I knew that was coming and they covered that. They yeah. covered that for 30 seconds on Dynamite. Right. I would tune in on Dark for the rest of my life. <laughs> Live. If I knew every episode kicked off with a new Fuego. Yeah. I would be, awesome. be there live at 6 p.m. every freaking Monday who's for the, that. Who's the Fuego of the week? Oh, my God. You could have. There's so many. I mean, Hook would be phenomenal. <laughs> Keith Lee is easily the best because there's no mistaking that man's right. body yeah. for anybody he's the, he's else. He's the Andre of the of the Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Get maybe like you could also do Mark Henry. He's you could do Big Show. Oh. He has a contract. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine all oh, the beauty the possibilities. The yes. Why is okay. Tony wasting his time on ROH? He could be doing this. Listen, this is where the money is, Tony. This is the money <laughs> right here. Um we need to talk about ROH, though, in a second. That's something yeah. also that happened that we haven't really got your full take on, I don't believe. Um, and that's all that that's AEW program of the week. That's that's Rampage. That's Dynamite. I wasn't able to watch a lot of Dark and Dark Elevation this week. Me either. BTE had some good stuff. They had they had the scene with Young Bucks um, 2.0 and um, as well as the Hardys. I think that's worth watching for. Okay. Um, I really liked the Thunder Rosa stuff. We finally got Danhausen at the Alamo. Danhausen was very nervous to be doing what Thunder Rosa wanted him to do in public. He, he is not- clearly a little bit of an introvert in like public, public. Like that's what I read. There. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Like, he he was really nervous that she wanted him to do an entire dance with music in front of people that didn't know who he was, and he's in full makeup. Also, I was shocked at the lack of reactions. To Danhausen in full makeup at the Alamo. Right. Nobody, 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 nobody did a double take. No, yeah. like there were two little girls at the end when he did his like three uh-huh. second, maybe two yeah. second dance who were like pointing and just enamored, like, look at this silly guy in the makeup dancing. Yeah. And, um, and then Thunder Rosa kind of did a replay of Evil Uno doing a dance for her. It's like, who did it better? The answer yeah. was clearly Evil Uno. Yes, and maybe, absolutely. Maybe there's some stuff on the Patreon. And by the way, thank you for sending me that video. I hadn't gotten to it yet. Um, and then I've been going through it this weekend uh, in between other things. I'm still not done. Again, it's like th- it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's the length of a TV show, but it's all good stuff. Again, you see her kind of literally at a Texas rest stop looking at a really cool map of Texas going through 
like where she's from, where she likes to wrestle, where she's going today, all that sort of thing. A lot of and stuff with her family. We're wrapping it up, puppet up. We're wrapping it up, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, but her on her dealing with fans, I think that was my favorite part, even more mm. than the Danhausen stuff. It was shocking to think that Danhausen might actually actually be a little bit of an introvert in true public situations. That's yeah. really interesting, man. It really was interesting because he he seemed. That's the first time I've ever he seen was shy. him be like, like shy and I don't want to, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And uh, listen, a lot of people, because I, I do work in like live videos and TV, mm-hmm. a lot of people think I'm like a big introvert. They'll invite me to a party thinking I'm an introvert. Like I can you mean be an extrovert. An extro- no, they, yeah. They think I'm going to be an extrovert. Yeah. And I am, I am a hardcore introvert. Like I can, like if it's two couples at a table, I can entertain the table. Mm-hmm. On a podcast, me and you, like we can go and I can be mm-hmm. outgoing and boisterous. Mm-hmm. But you put me in a in a room with like fifteen people. I am mm-hmm. I'm gonna find the nearest dog and me and that dog are gonna be introverts together the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, like, absolutely. I'm, that's not me. And I felt a kinship to Danhausen in that moment that did I did too existed. Did you? Yeah. I love I did. that. I, I love would, that. Because I never yeah, because I I imagine it's hard. To yeah. be Danhausen and be and be on and be funny and and have people, everyone be around. Hey, make me laugh, funny man. Yep, people you know? want him to be Danhausen twenty four seven. And and you kind of were like, oh, he looked like he hit the wall there. Like, yeah, she literally <laughs> picked him up from the airport, so he's probably right. had a hard travel. At the same day. time, he's had fair warning like for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Ex- I've been expecting this for weeks, you not realizing you either shut it was, this down weeks ago yeah. or or be game for it. Yeah, I've been looking for this for a month, not realizing they weren't immediately going to San Antonio. Just at some point in the future, yeah. they were right. going to be in San Antonio. Um, I'm hoping we do get a lot of Thunder Rose on TV as they're in uh-huh. Texas the next couple weeks. Um, I do love these um, these like road. You know, one of the, my my favorite thing on BTE is the footage from uh, the Cutler cam during matches. Yeah, I love seeing those kind of things like the, uh, you know, I like hearing what they say footage of Adam Cole talking. right before he walks out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. hearing the I like hearing the interactions in the ring, um, that kind of stuff. If they just had a crew that just did that and just released that every week, like here's the yeah. behind the scenes of AEW every week. Real true. I would, true I would totally add that stuff. I love yeah. that. And that's something that. That sometimes, like after a pay per view, you'll get some of that in, in on BT. Yeah. And those are some of my like I do love the different segments. We recently had Adam Cole defending his BTE title, um, but I really I agree. I really like the behind the scenes stuff because I like again. I have I've never worked a wrestling show. I've worked MMA shows. Never worked pro wrestling. I like to know what's going on. I am I, as interested in what's happening behind that curtain as what's happening in front of that curtain. You need curtain. to get those media credentials for. I do need to get those media credentials. But even then, I wouldn't be behind the curtain. I'd oh, you wouldn't. See. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like, again, I used to do, I used to be a concert promoter. Um, and I like to see what happens. What I want to know what promoting yeah. a wrestling show is like and what running the show, like being you the stage see- manager is like. Did you ever see the YouTube video that they put out of Punk's return in Chicago where I they loved had it. the loved it the audio from the director's booth? I've done yeah. just I've done and they're just like enough. doing camera cuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah I've never I love done. Uh, I've done just enough live production like that to know how hard it is. Yeah, it's so hard. And to watch a top level team pull off a moment like that was incredible. I would love to see that kind of stuff. Give it to I me would. all. Give me, give us the equivalent of DVD extras and put them on your YouTube. 
Because yeah. that's something that would have been a great DVD extra for like right. all out. Like here's yep. some all out behind the scenes stuff. And uh, I would love it. And, and YouTube's the perfect place to put it. It's the perfect place. Puppet Up has a water bottle, ladies and gentlemen. Prepare. <laughs> the prepare countdown for, is on. Yeah, it's all happening right now. All right. So um, we'll talk about what's going on next week and get out then. Okay. Give us give us the matches we've got next week. We have some okay. pretty good ones. Yeah, there's only a couple, though. So we got uh, Jericho and uh, Daniel Garcia debuting as sports entertainment. That's an exciting tag uh, team. Against an exciting team. I'm, you know, I'm really surprised. This, the name that just occurred to me, and I don't even want to speak it into it into existence. Uh, is because it Red Lion? What do you? What is it? No, that if Jericho, you know how Jericho, whenever he has a a little team, he uh, uh-huh. wants to name it like the Sex Gods or whatever. Yeah. What's okay? What's this one? Sports Entertainment Extreme. Oh my God. Sex. That's that's gonna happen. That's there's gonna be SEX shirts, a hundred percent. That should have been the name yeah. of the team. Good so boy. they're fighting uh, Silver and Reynolds, the number one contender. That's right, the greatest, the number one greatest tag team in the world that doesn't have the belt. Silver right. and Reynolds, they are so, phenomenal. That could go either way, I guess. I'm. This is gonna be a fun match. This it is, will be fun. I hope it lives. The thing is, my expectations are so high. I hope it can live up to the expectations. Then we have. Um, not not a trios match. We no. got a we got a quad match here. We have an eight man eight man Butcher, Texas tornado match. That's right, Butcher Blade Private Party versus the Hardy Sting and uh, and Darby Allen. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. see Jeff Hardy and Sting probably do some dual dive off of a balcony or something. Let's hope some. Let's just hope somebody walks away. Maybe yeah. not both, but one of them. Right. Um. I'm hope. I'm. I think hopefully Darby Allen will be getting. His ass handed to him for most of this match. Yeah. But it, again, By I the think butcher. people can come and go, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I need that. I really yeah. need that. I need more of that. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I hope it will be. Again, with this, we can see the butcher, like, dragging around Jeff and Matt. They don't have to be going 100 miles yeah, yeah, an yeah. hour. It'll be a good match time. for all Yeah. It'll yeah. probably be good for all of them because of that reason. I a very stadium a, I stampede type of thing. That's one of the reasons I'm really interested in this is because we were talking about Jeff and Matt and their their shortcomings. It'll be interesting to see. Like, this might be a test of how much they can hide that. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how well they can. Or thing is, I'm wondering, one thing I genuinely wonder is if Tony Khan is the type of guy who can take Jeff and Matt aside and say, hey, mm-hmm. this was the issue with this match. Yeah. We know there's nothing you can do about it. We're going to work on hiding it. Or is he the kind of guy that lets JR shit on everything for eight months in a row and not say anything? Right. right. That's what I legitimately wonder about. Um, MJF yeah. appearance is coming up. And then um, I am really interested in this. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a little over the angle. But I'm interested in the Hook graduation ceremony with QT Marshall. They are clearly enemies. Hook has disposed of QT and stepped over him many times now. I'm excited to see what's going to happen here, though, just because I I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested because I feel like this is the last time they can do this. It feels like this graduation ceremony has to be the the it it has to be the you know whatever it is has to be the you know where Hook moves on to the next thing and hopefully. I was really hoping that Hook would that it would lead to um, you know they've kept them him separate from the rest of Team Taz ever since he's become yeah. active, yeah. and I was hoping that at some point it would lead to him, you know, 
uh, Ricky Stark coming out and being like, Hey, you too good for us now? Like, yeah. how come you haven't been there to be back? You know, you're in the ring and you're just your own guy now. And, and actually, you know, leading to him just breaking off and in my, and in my preference, Taz going with them and just mm-hmm. becoming a face announcer and guys. Yeah, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks should probably be the voice of Starks and Hobbs right now. He's a good right. talker. He's great. I love it when he turns or, on Cajun. Yes. Or it could be a situation where maybe Hook stays. He joins Team Taz in the battle against yeah. against Keith Lee and Swerve Scott. And then um, then Tony Khan is going to be forced to bring in another monster signing and potentially bring in Karrion <laughs> Cross yeah. to join Swerve and Keith. Oh, Lee. my God. Or Samoa Joe. Who knows? Right. Listen, we didn't have a single debut last week. We're going to need two this week, Tony. We're going to need a minimum of two. What was it I saw? It was uh, it was uh, after the pay-per-view. I was on Dy- the Dynamite after the pay-per-view, and someone posted, uh, Swerve Strickland is now like the third most recent debut. <laughs> and it had only been like, you know, two hours of programming. Oh my between God, him appearing amazing. on, I don't remember who the order was, or whatever, but it was like, he didn't even get to be like the big guy for more than even like an hour. Yeah. And that's a shame, but I'm really, again, he is making the most of his time as in everything he does. He comes off as the coolest dude in the room. Yeah, he does. And I really like that. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Now I had something I wanted to talk about on the show, but we are an hour and 40 minutes in. Um, I had to make up for lost time. We had to make up for lost time. Do you think we should hold the results of the Reddit tag team tournament to next week? Or do you should we knock them out right here? Uh, we'll probably just knock it out. OK, let me pull this up. Um, so basically, Reddit had a tournament that we t- we've talked about a number of times. They did this with the AEW men, the AEW women, and then the tag teams where every week you voted for your least favorite. Until only one was left. And we now, the finale happened a couple weeks ago. And um, I now, I'm looking at it right now. It was the closest finish they've ever had. And the number one tag team, the most popular tag team in AW, the Lucha Brothers, barely beat out the Young Bucks. It, I like, I kind of felt like that makes sense as your final uh-huh. two. Uh-huh. I'm, I was kind of excited that the Young Bucks didn't win just because they seemed like the favorite. And I liked that yeah. a little bit of an underdog won. But three and four, really. Well, three three stands to reason as well. Bronze medal goes to FTR. Um, I like and I, I knew We knew they were going to finish top three. And um, I'm glad they did. And losing to Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers is not a shame for anyone. But man, number four surprised me, and it was an exciting surprise, Kevin. Number four, ahead of Jurassic Express, who finished sixth, ahead of Santana and Ortiz, who finished five, the acclaimed. The acclaimed are really clearly hitting home with fans. Good for them. They finished number four overall. Um, in again, deepest tag team division in wrestling in, in decades. And uh yeah. And this team this existed for like two and a half years, finished number four, finished ahead of some great tag teams. Kings of the Blood. Let me start with number 10, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll go up here. Number 10, Silver and Reynolds, the number one tag team in AEW. Um, uh-huh. Number nine, 
I've got to search around here. Um, number nine best is friend. Best Friends. I was I was really happy they came in top ten. It's glad to see that. This is Trent and Chuck. Um, number eight, Kings of the Black Throne. They're very quickly in tag team. And the top ten. Number seven, a little bit of a surprise, but I'm happy for it, is Red Dragon. I think I don't see Red Dragon as as big a deal as most everyone else. Mm-hmm. I know they're a big deal, but they haven't really hit home with me yet, and I know they will. So seven is great for them. Um, number six. Do you see number six, Kevin? Jurassic Express. There you go. Your world champions are number six. I think there was probably a time they would have been a little higher. Yeah. But these other teams are. I'm a little fire. surprised on the Reddit board that they that they rated that high. I figured they would they would be a little bit yeah, of a backlash Reddit, on the Reddit crowd. Yeah, because they're kind of a like a kids team, a little yeah. like in a way like the Rock and Roll Express used right. to be. Um, with like the pretty, the, the smaller pretty boy and then the big yeah. cartoon character and formerly Marco Stun, apparently who that's yeah. something I want to talk about too. Dang it. There's so many things to talk about. And then I think we covered number five. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. Overall really good. Let's see. La- let me look at who last place was, who came in dead last. I think we oh, mentioned the chaos before. project, chaos project followed by number 24. Four hybrid two, then Bear Country 23, SCU at 22. And again, I voted for SCU simply because they don't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. They're no longer a team. And 22 is strong out of 25 for a team that no longer exists. Real quick, they've got 20 solid teams, even if you cut those bottom five. Yeah. And the thing is, those aren't the only teams anymore. We now have fresh right. teams right. like Brian Danielson and John Moxley right. that I think would be where did you know Number what where one. did two point in where two point end and where did um let's see two point came in seventeen oh, just below men of the year. I feel like robbery. I feel like they're way ahead now of men of the year. Top flight, by the way, which has only had this ended before Dante's before they return. Yeah, before the return of the team finished 19 which tells me if they were active they would have finished a little higher yeah um this is worth going and finding on reddit they go to the aew official reddit um just type in like tag teams and this will pop up and you may not find the final like the final tally first but it'll like just click on the guy who posted it it's really interesting and of course there's one for the women and the men too to gauge their interest there was a couple thousand people voted in each one and uh, I thought it was really interesting. Also, again, we keep needing to wrap up. There keep being things we need to talk about. Joey Janela had an interview this week with Denise Salcedo. He straight up said, like, his contract is coming to an end, I believe, in May. And AEW just quit calling him. His What he is saying is that he and Marco stunt. Again, I'm going to take what Marco says to be the truth on Marco. But he's saying that AEW just started ghosting he and Marco stunt. Not telling them what's happening, so he's assuming he's leaving. And hmm. that even if they try and re-sign him, he said basically says he's going to go. He says he's had a good, uh, like a good experience in AEW. I think he's. I know he's really enjoyed getting. I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm about to make it positive. I know he's enjoyed getting a regular good paycheck yeah. because one of the things Joey Janela did is during the pandemic. He worked hard on getting GCW shows going to put money in people's pockets. And yep. He publicly said, if any wrestler needs help, I have like AEW money. Let me know and I will I will help you out. Yep. And Joey Janela has problems. Um, I think most people know that. 
But Joey Janela feels like a good guy at heart. He tries to help people, especially people who've been in the same situation he's been, living pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck. And he he publicly talked about how lucky he was to get on with AEW before the pandemic. Early on, he was putting some big angles. He was in these trios matches with not trios matches, but he was in uh, three way matches with Darby Allen and um, the hardcore guy that got cut. I cannot remember his name, Kevin. You know who I'm talking about? The hardcore guy who got cut. There was a third hardcore guy that got cut for um, sexual assault, like allegations. Oh, 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 yes. Either way, and he was also in a bunch blank. of yeah, he was in a bunch face. of matches with um yeah he was in a bunch of matches with John Moxley yeah, yeah um yeah. apparently the word is is that he injured a few guys and it kind of culminated in Eddie Kingston getting his orbital broken from a kick from Joey Janela mm. right before he was going to enter into a major program that put that program off for weeks. Ever since then, Joey Janela has not been showing up as much and is not getting calls. That's a shame, but that's something, again, Joey's saying this is a, a stereotype that's kind of attached to him that's not true, but in saying that, he says, yes, I absolutely shattered Eddie Kingston's orbital because I've been lifting more weights and I didn't know my own strength. Take that yeah. for what you will. Um, it does feel like we're hearing a lot more in recent months about AEW kind of ghosting people. I yeah. don't think that's Tony Khan doing that. I think that is the um, uh, Christopher Daniels and I believe Sean Dean are the two guys that are like um, vice president, like ta- talent, whatever relations. talent relations. But that shouldn't be happening. And that's something Tony Khan needs to make sure doesn't happen. And I also yeah. saw an insinuation on Twitter that those two guys may have some internal heat in the company now coming off of these allegations. Mm. And again, that doesn't feel like these are bad people thing. It kind of feels like there's not enough people for this growing company with over 100 wrestlers now type of thing. And I hope they expand that really quickly. And they've got the people like they have moved a lot of wrestlers into backstage positions as well, such as Sean Dean, such as I think Leva Bates has a backstage position. Yeah. Grab a couple more that are older, that are really competent. Put them in these positions and and, and make sure everybody hears from who they need to hear from. They have Jim Ross right there, who was one of the most successful head of talent relations there's ever been in the business. Brought in one of the greatest like classes of wrestlers. And he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do all of it or anything. But he's right there. He's living in Jacksonville now. Give him an extra couple hundred grand to mm -hmm. win for a year and say, Jr. Build the office. Build this office. Whip these people into shape. Make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. This isn't like you don't have to do this forever. Give right. us six months. Give us one year, whatever, and give Jr. a really solid extra purpose there that we know he again in pro wrestling. He's probably the best to ever do that in that position, just like he's the best commentator of all time. Right. And he could probably do a very good job of, of, of whipping these people into shape real quick. Yeah. And I hope that happens. OK, Kevin. Um that's the show. We're an hour and 50 minutes in. Let's end it here. Um, Kevin, where can people follow you online? At Kevin Ely on Twitter mostly, but I'm also on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook there. Hang out in the Fight Game Media Facebook group quite a bit. So if you that's want to interact, that's the best place to go. If you're watching a show and you want to talk, that's the place to go. From myself, James McDaniel, from Kevin Ely, and from everyone here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next Monday.